Hi guys and girls, welcome to episode 99 of the Spartans in Pajamas podcast. I am your host as always, Lars. Uh, as always, we have uh, Dolph. Hello. We have Robobob. Hello. And we have Spark in the lurk as well. Hello. Uh, this is pretty much it. We might get a Sparky. We're probably not going to get a Lalo. I'd reach out. And I also reached out to a few other people as well. So hey, episode 99, right? We're one away from 100. How crazy is that? <laughs> So it's taken us what? Um, Probably like four years. Four years, yeah. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm but looking. To, to be fair, though, we did go from a, a weekly to a bi-weekly, didn't we? At some point. Yeah, and then we had that whole fucking heap of uh, shit where we were like, oh, and also, we couldn't do it for three weeks. Hmm. Uh, the first episode, E3 Ramblings, was released in the sixth of June, twenty eighteen. So this has been going four years. Somehow. I think my first episode was in July, I believe. Uh, July fourth, I think it was. Um, now in more Dolph yeah. episode four. Yeah. Yeah. July, I think that was. Yeah, episode four. Yours was. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, so the, this podcast has been going nearly four years at this point, uh, and we've nearly got a hundred episodes. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, how is everybody? Let's go down yeah. the line. Yeah, Dolphin. Uh, uh, sore shoulder, but I'm good. Yeah, Bob's. Good. Yeah, if you can't understand Bob tonight, unfortunately, it's her internet has just been wank. Like it's bruises. Yeah. I'm going to have to move my phone away. Interference. Sorry, my, one of my mates has given me live tweets to the first episode of season two of Picard that I've already watched. <laughs> she was like, I don't like it. This is, where, this is boring. And then I'm 10 minutes in. I'm like, yeah, it takes like 20 minutes to get into it. Uh, so. A little bit. Uh, I might need to boost your audio though because you are quiet to me. Try now. Hello. That's Hello. a lot better. There. We oh go. wow! You're, you're no longer in the hokey pokey. Your league's clearer, Bob. Why have you not set up your your PC yet to do this? Cause there's effort. Dude, I have literally got my old snowball mic here to give you to put and plug in, and it's literally just a case of join Discord on computer instead. Okay, we'll do it next week. All right, you'll have to come and see me though for the mic, unless you've got one. Yeah. Uh, I haven't got one now. Right, I'll dig out my snowball mic and I'll give you my old one. Okay. You've still got to come and fetch the Wii U and the tablet and that as well, because that's, that's still sat here. <laughs> next point is where did I put this actual other Wii U? I don't know where I put it. You've got the tablet, I can see the tablet. Uh, anyway, uh, Sparko, how, how's your going? I think he's engrossed in PUBG at the moment. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, excuse me. Uh, I've said about two or three planes go overhead over the last one. What, over where you are? Yeah, one. I can, it definitely wasn't a, a jet plane, I can guarantee that. As, although where I am, 
have a, a glider club nearby, but it's kind of like too late in the night for gliders. So yeah. Hmm. Sound like a pro- sound like a prop plane. To be fair. Yeah, I'm gonna say it probably is if it's this late and thing. Even then, I don't think they have licenses to fly at night. I think they are strictly daytime flights. Well, it depends, if you, it depends on your flight license, though. Yeah. If you go to fly at night, then you need a license for it. Uh, so shall we get into the topics then, boys and yeah. girl? Ramble too much. So the first one I'm sourcing from the uh, LiverpoolEcho.co.uk. So you know what? We've been on like a bit of a tear, by the way, on. Uh, only fans stuff. So, <clears throat> what do you think this particular person, without looking at the fucking topics, uh, does? This is more at Bob because Dolph will know. Well, I'm, I'm exempt because I actually um, typed the thing out, so yeah. I can't. Know. What do you think that right. she does on only fans? Uni dropout pretends to be a giant. Oh, well, there you go. You just completely ruined the, the fact of trying to guess that one there, Bob. <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> so, yes, uni... To be a giant. Uni dropout rakes in £2 million pretend to be a giant on OnlyFans. So we've had people selling the breast milk. We've had people selling their farts. And now we've got people pretending to be fucking giants. So... A university dropout is now set for life after making more than £2 million on OnlyFans. Kea Corbridge, 25, has racked up almost 100,000 subscribers to her pictures and videos. Uh, Kea from Lancashire quit her degree in international relations at Leeds Beckett University after she joined OnlyFans in 2017. She said she has been asked for all sorts of things, from pictures of her feet to eating videos and pretending to be a giant. Uh, Kaya said, I've had people asking me to shave off my hair. I've had invites to people's weddings, which is a bit strange. Uh, these people have never met me. There are food fetishes where people want me to pour beans on myself. There's a giant fetish where people want to pretend that I'm a giant and I'm squashing them. So in that, I use uh, a camera angle on the floor to make uh, me look bigger. And I use like a little Lego man uh, that they pretend is them. Uh yeah, it doesn't feel strange at all anymore. Nothing surprises me anymore. It's just normal for me now. In March 2021, she had 18,000 subscribers and earned £635,147 in the year from March 2020, uh, Leave Lied's reports. Her reach exploded since then as she got into TikTok and found new ways to bring in subscribers and fans and now has almost 100,000 people signed up. While most of these uh, people are paying subscribers, she in fact has said she's given out free subscriptions to give back uh, to such as health workers during the pandemic and more recently disabled people. It's like, here you are, you're helping us in the pandemic, NHS worker. Have a wank to me on me. (laughs) Uh, Kaya has had her best performing month ever in January 2022 where she made £83,000 in just a month even a bad month she said her means of income is around £37,000 Kaya says "Uh, I'm just going from strength to strength I'm still surprising myself all the time and it's been four years I've always been able to travel the world uh, which was my lifelong dream 
Uh, I've, well, I've, oh, uh, I've been able to travel the world. I'm fucking, yeah. Which is my lifelong what? dream. Um, I've been able to help my family, put my sister through education, help my brother buy a house, help my parents if they need it. I've always said I'll stop when the money stops, but it doesn't stop. It just gets better. When I first started, people didn't know what OnlyFans was, but that was, uh, but it was the pandemic that made things sore. Now everyone knows someone who uses it. Well, I don't. Uh, I don't think there's ever competition, though. There's enough money out there for all of us, and you've just got to go and take it. Uh, I do want to put some more roots down now and focus on the business. Kay is now through the purchase of purchasing uh, process of purchasing purchasing her own farm and two uh, and her two dogs. She doesn't well uh, purchasing the farm for her and her two dogs. I'm just word souping the shit out of this now. My brain just went fucking stupid. Um, she doesn't regret leaving uni, uh, though. She advises others considering the same to think carefully. She continued that it's something you really got to think about. Uh, I did earn extra money because I literally couldn't afford to be at uni and feed myself. I didn't have help doing that. I had the highest loan and I didn't have enough money to pay the rent. It depends on your situation. For people, I say think carefully if you wanted to earn extra money at uni. Uh, obviously, you're at uni because you want a certain career. While I went, uh, while I went just to go to university because everyone else was. Uh, this is perfect for me because I get to go to work for myself, travel around the world, and do all my work from my phone. It's comfortable to me, uh, but once you do it, there's no going back. It has been worried in the past, but because of how much I made now and the way I invest my money, I kind of set up for life. Not everyone will have this kind of success, though. Uh, I've been here since early on, and I think it would be much harder now if you started now. So yeah, that's our random OnlyFans slash fucking fetish post of the day. Hmm. So yes. See, Bob, you could pretend yeah. to be a giant with big boobs and crush people. I could. I yep. could. That's probably where I'm going wrong. Yeah, just crush people with your money. boobs. <laughs> yeah. Be dirty with two R's. <laughs> dirty. <laughs> Bringing it back. Uh, so, shall we move on to the next topic? Okay. I am deficient. So, uh, as I said, I've been feeling kind of shit and like, I was getting blood tests and stuff. I found out my blood tests. So, they went through all of my things. Uh, I was fine on, like, no, I've got no diabetes. My cholesterol is great, apparently. So that's all right. Even though I eat like shit. Um, I, my liver, kidney, and all those things, fine. Vitamin D levels were low. So I'm taking supplements for that. My vitamin mm -hmm. B12 was really low. Because I said to the nurse the other day, when I because I'm on a set of, like, six injections over the next two weeks. And then top of injections every like two months, three months. Um, so I asked the nurse, just out of curiosity, what was my score and what is the range? And she went, well, the range for vitamin B12 is uh, the lowest is like 190 up to 700. And I went, okay. 
Because yours was 135. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. No wonder I was feeling fucking like useless at times because I could barely mm-hmm. think straight. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed that I'm a bit more chipper and I'm a bit more alert than I, I've usually been over the past couple of months. But I do feel loads better. Isn't B12 deficiency some sort, sort of like anemia? Uh, I don't know, but it's like it's to do with like not eating enough red meat and stuff like that, um, which is weird. Uh, uh, but it, it it does cause vitaminosis, I think. Yeah, but it does cause like uh, depression. It causes memory uh, loss, fatigue, and stuff like that. And I've been suffering from all that shit. So I, I literally had a uh, one of my loading doses today. And I've got another one on Friday, so uh, that's why I'm like chatty and I'm like, "Hey, hey, hey look, listen, I'm I'm here and I'm I'm paying attention." It's because I actually don't feel like shit at the moment, which is good. Mm. Uh, but they're they're probably gonna do like more tests on me to make sure that I'm retaining this and I'm not just crapping it out my system, and that I can maintain yeah. levels. If I do have problems with that, then they'll look into it, and it might be like a thyroid problem or something like that. So uh, these jabs, are they long term or are they just short term? Well, I've got six over the next two weeks, and then they're going to give me one every twelve weeks as like a top up. All right, just to assess how it goes. Yeah, but I imagine okay. I'll have a blood test in between that. So hopefully, it's not too long term then. No, well, it depends really. If I'm struggling with it, then they'll keep it going. Yeah, well, hoping you don't struggle with it. Yeah, I'm hoping not to as well. Uh, but yeah, it just it just makes me kind of more hopeful now. And then I've I've got myself booked in for the the other problems that I, I've got going on. Uh, so they start in April, so that's fine. So I'm kind of slowly dealing with myself to make myself feel better. And this was step one. So good. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> so. This is a group of guys that come in the pub quite often, and they were having trouble connecting to the pub Wi-Fi. So I was trying to sort them through that, and I went, "Huh?" They they were struggling. And I'm like, "Okay, well it's on because I can see it's on. Um, it's on my phone because I took my phone out to check. So well, I can see it on mine right now. It's not a distance thing, and it's not um the internet being fucky. It's." <coughs> It's probably something to do with your phone. I said, have you reset your iPhone recently? And they went, no. How do you do that? So I showed them how to do it on their phones. They all reset their iPhones. And they're like, oh my god, this is so much quicker. And it's working. It's like, yeah. And then, like, while they're talking about that, they went, hey, um, you haven't seen a little wooden ball around here recently, have you? And I went, no. It's like, why? What, what was in it? Or what was it for? Why, why did you lose it? And it's like, would well, you remember that... Um, really tall guy that used to come in with us uh about a year ago i'm like yeah it's like well he died last year and that's the little ball's got his ashes in oh we God. bring him out every week with us and we've lost oh. him somewhere so if you see him keep a lookout <laughs> and i'm like i'm equally horrified and finding this hilarious at the same time and it's like well yeah He's having a good time wherever he is, but he's out there, is what they said. And I'm just like, for fuck's sake. So if you find a little wooden ball 
and you live in Brampton, Chesterfield, in a pub up Brampton, bring it to the Rose and Crown, leave it there, because I know where that belongs. His friends are looking for him. His friends are looking for him. He's got a bit lost. But what made me chuckle is uh, my boss's mum was like, oh, yeah. Um, like his dad is in the the end the corner cupboard facing the TV so he can watch TV. His ashes. <laughs> so it's like, well, it's of course it's like he's, he needs to see the TV. Yeah. Well, I, I just thought it was hilarious. That's why I thought I'd put that in because it was just like it went from something innocent like just sorting out the phone so they could connect to the internet to. By the way, we've lost part of our dead friend. <laughs> That's so bad. I know. <coughs> so, uh, the next one, uh, one of our newest members of bar staff, she's like 18 in the next couple of weeks. Um, we were working on the bar and earlier on in the night we got an Australian 5P. And I went, oh, wow, cool, that's an Australian 5P. And I went, hey, Belle, look at this, it's an Australian 5P. So, can I, so I tell you how you can tell that it's an Australian 5P? And she went, yeah, go on. And I had the coin with the head of the queen upside down. And went, look, the queen's head's upside down on it. And for like five seconds, she completely believed me. <laughs> Sir. That's Poor like little a girl. Poor little girl. And then she just looked at me with like the you're a cunt kind of look. <laughs> I don't blame her. So, but so. she, she wouldn't ever call me that. But the look was just like, you're a cunt. <laughs> But it was just great because I was like killing myself laughing. The other lass who was working with us looked at her gone out as if like, how are you not understanding this? And then when the penny dropped, she was just like, fucking hell. I mean, when the 5p dropped. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, oh, that's fucking brilliant. I've got like, was it two more um, topics and then someone else can talk for a bit. So, short right. sure, <coughs> sweet one. Don John DiMaggio... <laughs> Uh, we talked last uh, the we talked last podcast about how um, he wasn't coming back as Bender, but now he is. So whatever they were under trying to underpay him and what his worth wasn't, his worth is now worth enough for him to come back. So that's good. I don't know if the other cast are getting trapped as the same, but. He knew what he was worth, and he was going to fight them on it until he got what he was worth. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like he's yes. reached a reasonable conclusion with it. And um, yeah, good. And I mean, it wouldn't have been the same. People would have been like, "Well, no, we don't want to watch this if yeah. we haven't got him in it." So him coming back adds a lot of credibility to the show. Coming back as near and as possible to how it used to be. I don't know if Matt Groening is still writing it or not. I don't know how. It is going forward. All I know is it's getting picked up, and I think Hulu's got it. So we might never see this one until it appears on like regular telly on Sky in about three years, maybe. Well, yeah, but yeah, Bender's back. It's going to be the same voice. We always know it. It's going to be great. So, oh, uh, the next next topic. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I've just got a live tweet update about Picard. Borg! <laughs> That's all he said. I got sent. <laughs> I just replied with, yup. <laughs> uh, right, where was I? Um, so, 
Do people know what VTubers are? I have no idea about it, yeah. So they are yeah. like animated characters that will represent you on screen. So kind of like if you went in VR chat, but you got that character and put it at the bottom of the stream instead of a webcam. And you use tracking software to track your voice, uh, well, your mouth flaps and your like eye movement and your head movement and your hands and your arm movements. And that then was translated to like your physical representation of you in virtual form. Uh, and this one not v- like those was on Snapchat kind of thing, but more. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot more in depth. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, this one VTuber, she's from Puerto Rico. Uh, she's called Iron Mouse. She is like bedridden, auto immune compromised person. Um, she did this thing called a subathon. Now, a subathon is exactly how it sounds. You start off with like say a six or an eight hour timer. And you're going to stream for that long. If anyone subscribes to you, depending on the rule set you put, that timer will increase by however many minutes you think like a tier one subscription's worth, uh, how much bits are worth, how much cash donations are worth, and it you can do was it capped ones, which are you get to this time limit and then it won't go any higher. Uh. And then that will run down and you, you stop taking donations that add to the counter. Or you can have an uncapped one. Now, Iron Mouse did an uncapped one. And for 31 days straight, her stream was live. So she'd go to bed and put on compilations of her old um, stuff. And then get up and carry on the stream uh, for 31 days. Christ. Yeah. That is a long time. That is a long time. Imagine that went on for like six months. That would be fucking mind-boggling. But Mm. she deserves it. I mean, like medical bills and shit she's got to pay a month. Um, That's great for her. And also the the fact that I think she's like the fourth most subscribed um, streamer on Twitch now because of that. She rockets it up the um up the thing. So congratulations to her. She d- more than deserves it. Um, and the community that follow her went fucking mental. I think they got down to like thirty three seconds at one point, and then added another seven hours on. Which <laughs> I, think, I think it was like five minutes of subs and um, a sub as well. So, oh my god, my phone's going crazy. So, yeah, there's like pushing, pushing, pushing her back up to that um limit <laughs> there we go that's the, that's the reaction i wanted for this episode of picard the end of that episode uh so yeah she i i kind of forgot where i was now but um yeah congratulations to her um Eventually, if I get enough people that give a shit about my stream, I'd attempt to subathon. Only like a capped one, though. Like, it gets 24 hours, and then you're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm doing a 24-hour one, but um, I'm not going to push that shit. Also, by the way, I'm just going to point out there that Amazon Prime Twitch subscriptions are completely free and included in your Amazon Prime. So if you've got any going spare, uh, twitch.tv slash lodg1985, thank you very much. 
<laughs> and with that, I'll uh, chuck you over to Dol for the next topic. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, it's been a little over twenty years since PlayStation Two released. Fuck me, Dad. I'm old. Yeah, it originally released in Japan on the 4th of March, 20 years ago. 2002. Yep. So this is from game-thought.com. I was nearly 17. Yeah, it's a little hard to believe, but today marks 20 years since Sony launched a PlayStation 2 in Japan. PlayStation 2 had a rather hard act to follow, while the first PlayStation development was somewhat mired in controversy. Controversy. Or controversy, depending on how you want me to pronounce the damn thing, <laughs> formed, I, formed from a relationship with Nintendo that went sour. Oh, yeah, the Nintendo was, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It was, it was still selling in the order of... The fuck? It was still selling. <laughs> also, you've got to say controversy in all the different ways that you said it every time it comes up. <laughs> controversy, yeah. I can do that. See, you know. So, I mean, it was... Selling in the order tens of millions when Sony presented the PS2 at 99 Tokyo Game Show. One of the games they used to demonstrate the PS2 prior to launch was, was Gran Turismo 2000. Revealed even before Gran Turismo 2 hit the shelves. GT 2000 was a showcase for the PlayStation 2's much more advanced capabilities with 16 times the system memory and a 64-bit processor running a full order of magnitude higher. The PS2 was a monster compared to PS1, though far from the most powerful console out there. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, before before I read on, do, do you guys want to have to take a stab why the PlayStation Two sells so well? Um, I mean, for certain games. Oh no, actually, no, I know why. It had a DVD player in it. Yep, that was the main selling point of a DVD. It's a DVD drive, one of the CD-based games. It helped yep. pioneer the. And then the PlayStation 3 eventually outsold the Xbox 360 because of the fact that it had a Blu-ray drive. Yep. And it also killed HDDVD. Yeah. So when the, during the first year or so when the PlayStation 2 launched, it was literally the cheaper alternative to buy a, well, to buy a DVD player. The console used a DVD drive rather than CD-based games that had helped pioneer the first PlayStation. DVD was the growth market in home media at the time, bringing better image quality and, more importantly, the ability to store much more data. The console at the time was selling for around $300 at launch, providing an inexpensive way to get home get a home DVD player. Well, when wasn't the announcement for it, they just went walked up on stage, went two ninety nine, and walked off? Essentially, I think, yeah. For gamers, the PS2 had an unusual bonus feature too. The console could play all previous PlayStation games, thanks to back compatibility. Yep, yep. It was this is a full back catalogue to play in addition to whatever PlayStation 2 games they owned. A new approach to the memory card system used to store game progress allowed for as many saves as you could physically fit into the 8 megabyte card rather than the maximum of 15 discrete blocks. Yep. Oh, I remember. I can... I, f- I forget which game it was I had on the PlayStation 1, but I think it took like um, 6 blocks of memory. Well, uh, what is it? Me and Bob had Animal Crossing for the GameCube, and that took a whole GameCube contr- memory card. Came with one because. So me and Bob would have like, okay, you got it for a week, pass it over, and then I'd hand it to it for a week, and we'd play. Yeah. Over time, PlayStation Two introduced an online game into the PlayStation world. Although the original console only supported the iLink protocol for local area network play. A network adapter later became available for the first PS2s, while the second generation Slimline had an integrated Ethernet port. 
-hmm. There was no overarching network infrastructure for the console, and each game in the PS2 online library ran on third-party servers. That would later include the first true online play in Gran Turismo, with the invite-only GT4 online test version. I I actually don't remember that. But then again, my PlayStation 2 was never online. Well, there you go. That all contributed to increase incredible sales figures that looked unlikely to be surpassed, although the PS4 took the record for the console's quickest to sell 100 million units from its grandfather. The PS2 absolutely record still stands with 155 million consoles sold. The PS2 outstripped second place the PS4 by more than 40%. Yep. That's phenomenal. Then just a little... little um, well, not much, much a disclaimer, a little footnote from the... People did the article GT Planet, which is the most successful console in Sony history to have a happy 20th birthday. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if we could hear Bob, but Bob was talking also about like how we did the Animal Crossing thing. But... Yeah, we did spot like at work on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's your turn. It's like, oh, by the way, this guy moved in. You're like, fuck's sake. Yeah. Like... I don't like that guy. Yeah. But it was cool. It was like, that is like the, the kind of friendship me and Bob have got. Is like we used to play games like that all the time. It's like when we play uh, New Horizons, anything new comes out. It's like okay, Bob, we're all jumping online. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. And then we'll like yeah. run to each other's islands okay. and do shit. So, what's your first PS2 games then? I don't have a PS2. I never had a PS2. I went straight to Xbox. I, I had original PlayStation. I would ask. I would ask Sparks. I think he's pub pub geek. Hang on. I'm, I'm pub getting, but uh, no, I've never personally owned a PlayStation. Uh, my brother had a one. Uh, ben had a PlayStation 3. That's about it. So, yeah, I had an original PlayStation. Oh, it's <laughs> only my input then. Yeah, I, I had an original PlayStation, and then I went Nintendo 64, GameCube, Xbox, 360, One, uh, Series X. And... Well, my. I think my first PS1 game was, I f- think, was Fade to Black. Uh, Actua Soccer and Destruction Derby 2 because they were bundled together in my uh, Christmas box when I got mine. Think... Oh, no, was it Fade to Black? No, I think it was the original Worms. Think of it. Oh, yeah, I got the original Worms as well. I, I kind of wish that I still, I, I need to go look, like, dig in mum and dad's bedroom because I'm pretty sure half that stuff's still there. Because I, I bought on eBay a PS1. The small one. Oh, the, the pocket size. Yeah, it was thirty-seven PSN pounds. The PSX. Uh, no, PSN not... was the network. PSX is the original console. The PS One is the, the chunky... revision. Yeah, sorry, PS One. Yeah, PS One is the, the, the like the rounded, uh, tiny one. But... The like the you said like the slim, the slim yeah, version. It's basically the slim version. And I got where I got this off eBay. I paid thirty-seven pound for it. it. Came with a memory card and the controller, and it looks brand new. The whoever's done like the who sells these has to have done like a deep clean on this thing because it looks brand new. Like it didn't come in a box or anything like that. It was shrink wrapped lovingly and everything. Everything was like good, but the actual like the silver bits. There's no dust in the vents or anything. It looks brand spanking new. In and out, there's no like fade to it or anything. So I'm like, you, I'm can, just... you can clean a lot of stuff if you're very, very careful with rubbing alcohol. Yeah, but I mean, this this had like this guy's taken this apart and cleaned it 
or it's never been in direct sunlight or a smoking environment ever. There was no discoloration to it at all. And that's how cool that is. I'm like, okay, time to find a copy of Time Crisis and a GCOM 45. We're going old school on my Triniton Wide in my bedroom. <laughs> uh, I think I've actually got a light gun for a PlayStation in my cupboard somewhere. Well, I mean, I I've ended up with two because I bought one on eBay. This and was then... the powered one that actually moved when you fired it. Oh, I never had one of those. <clears throat> you had to watch yourself in the bloody arcades because like, if they had one that worked and you had your hand too high, that'd slap across the top of your uh, hand where the grip is and could actually yeah. cut your hand up if you weren't paying attention. But no, Time Crisis was great. It's the only game I've ever completed light gun game-wise on, on, a, on a PlayStation. I couldn't do it in the arcade, but on, on there, if like on a 19-inch TV from like six feet away, uh, I'd be stood in my bedroom on top of my bed while my TV's on a wall-mounted bracket, just blasting away at that, and then my dad would come in after he'd been to the pub on a Sunday, and he'd have a crack at it as well. <coughs> it was great. I... I I, I have such fond memories for that game, and it it might not look great these days, but you can't do light gun games at the moment on TVs because the gun itself relies on the CRTV signal to run, and because LEDs don't have that kind of uh, beaming information at the the sensor on the light gun, um, it's very hard for it to pick it up. They are making guns for HDMI TVs, but um, they won't work with old hardware, so it's a catch twenty two. They they have a need to release light guns with uh LED HD plasma and all that TVs in mind, or um release a mode on the TVs that can accept light guns. But I don't think that'll ever happen. I think we'll be stuck with retro games and stuff like that. But it just also means I get point blank and do zoo player now because I'll have two GCOM forty fives. Mm. So, my first PS2 game was either uh, Grandia 2, which is a kind of like a RPG game. Fantasy kind of game? Yeah, or it was City Crisis. Oh, that was the Rockstar beat-em-up game, wasn't it? Uh, no, actually. It was... Um, I'm, would, I'm uh... thinking of State of Emergency. Yeah. yeah. It'll be... City Crisis was, was essentially you were a helicopter pilot going around the city putting out fires and saving people from burning buildings from uh... a kind of a isometric angled down view like third person oh yeah so like uh, Soviet <laughs> strike but with firefighting and rather than destruction well yeah you'd um, basically use your water jets to douse fires and shit like that uh, so you can find a picture I'm sorry. well we can move on to the next thing so there was a Pokemon Direct that uh, happened in the last two weeks and they announced the usual bollocks it's like hey, here's new things coming to this this and this and then the last thing they did was they announced two pokemon games of course because you only get two with every generation uh pokemon scarlet and violet which completely makes pokemon arceus kind of like redundant now because they've not even let it go for a year before they've added like these two new games um it does look very good though and i don't know if they're going to take some elements from pokemon arceus because with pokemon arceus you could fight every pokemon and capture them like old school wise or you could like sneak up get in range of them and just lob a pokeball at them and if you get them by surprise you can catch them that way as well 
So, um, it was like very interesting. I have played a bit of Pokemon Arceus. I do have the the two newer Pokemon games that have come out. Um, because it was like Shining Diamond, Brilliant Pearl, something like that. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, but I've got I think I've got Shining Diamond, and then I got Pokemon Arceus. Uh, Pokemon Arceus, by the way. Um, the intro to that I don't want to ever spoil to anyone unless they watch it, just because it was uh very interesting to. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think I do remember that. Um, it. It was very weird, and I'm like, okay, this makes sense why we we're doing this. Um, and I kind of do want to complete the story now to see if it resolves the beginning or not, but um, it's not. It's not just like a fully feudal Japan-esque Pokemon game. It's There's reasons why it is. Because obviously it is that time period. But then they also reasoned away some of the other things that happen in the game with this intro. And it's, it's very interesting. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. Um, But I don't know. I need to play more into it and actually finish the story on it. Because I've just been like doing a few areas and save and then quitting that's all i've been doing on games at the moment it's the same with like the the san andreas remake the definitive edition uh do a couple of missions save it quit come off do something else um but yeah the pokemon scarlet and violet i don't know it could be good um i, I need to look for more information because they've not even said what region it is or anything like that all they've done is show you the three pokemon and the quiff duck is gonna win the Quiftuck is going to be the darling of those three Pokemon. Although the there is like a, a fire crocodile as well. Because the Quiftuck is water type. There's a fire crocodile and then there's a grass kitten thing. So um, those are your starts for this like series of games. Uh, but they haven't said the region. They've not really said much about when it's actually coming out. It could be next year. Or the end of this year, I think. But we'll see. Uh, so, moving on. Um, the Call of Duty series, specifically Activision and that, they are now moving away from yearly releases. So the Good. next game after Modern Warfare 2, which is out this year, uh, there will be no Call of Duty game in 2023. They are taking uh, it to probably like every two years, maybe, instead of every year. And then probably just feature content and feature improving that game that's coming out. Um, it's just kind of like, huh, because you kind of need them to realized that yeah Paul uh, was it Call of Duty Vanguard sucked ass um that game has become a meme of how bad it is like they, they made some real nightmare for your guns as well because the gunsmith thing is still in the game uh but you're you're like literally adding things that aren't historically accurate to uh, stuff so for instance there was a short barreled drum magged um metal grip that's hollowed out tommy gun and it looks like someone tried to make an uzi out of a, a tommy gun by just chopping the barrel off 
and then skeletalizing the the hand grip and it looks fucking awful and people are making guns like that it's like literally um i think brandon herrera the ak guy did a whole video on cursed call of duty vanguard guns and there are some really just like why why does this exist abominations yes abominations it's like why does this exist why do my eyes sting looking at this so it's it's good it's good idea that they are going away from the um the annual release system because even assassin's creed did that because they realized that the quality was getting fucking worse they were rushing mm-hmm. out stuff they weren't getting it out in time they were fucking it all up and it's just like okay um we're not we're not what you call it we're not dealing with this anymore we're not we're not dealing with it the fans are going and then also Call of Duty Vanguard being a World War Two game. It's like why we literally pulled away into the modern era and like the eighties, seventies, nineties, now kind of things. And then they've gone, yeah, let's go back to nineteen forty. And like nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that anymore. We've kind of been done with that. Give it another twenty years and maybe swing back around, but not now. World War Two didn't do that great. When Call of Duty World War Two came out, mainly because fans are that stupid, they'd be like, "Well, where was Call of Duty World War One?" <laughs> um, thank you, Bob. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. I just, I just think it's, it's very, very good idea that they're doing that. And if Microsoft do end up acquiring them, because I don't know what's going on with that, if they've had any more um pushback or talks about that um but it would be cool to find out if um they are getting hold of it because i'd like to see them get hold of the, of the actual um franchise franchise because i i, I imagine then they would give it a better shake and have the teams be more okay this call of duty game is not coming out every year we're going to bring it out every two years and it's going to work like that and they'd probably push for that anyway so i think activision are making themselves more attractive to microsoft by moving to this yearly and to away from the yearly schedule mm-hmm. uh, and it works because because it means that the studio have more time to work on their game they get to make the game better and you're gonna have less um, less crunch as well, as it were. Yeah. But um, I'm, I just hope that, that's going to be the thing. But it is currently a rumor that they are moving away from it. But I wouldn't be surprised if that becomes truth, and we are all like, okay, I'm probably going to get Modern Warfare Two, Call of Duty, because it's an Infinity Ward game, and Infinity Ward have never been that bad with those games. Modern Warfare Two was literally because half the staff that um. <clears throat> did the first Infinity Ward games kind of got pissed off with um, Activision for just keep like pushing in and sticking the nose in when they should have just like left them to it. But um, I don't know. I think it'll work. I think they just need to take more time and not rush games to look market. Like I said, the fix it in post. Um, mentality that's going through games these days is not working battlefield uh 2042 they've just had a, an update and it's literally like 
here we gave you a scoreboard that looks more like your old scoreboards from the other games. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> they, they're not pushing out content quick enough on that game. They should have delayed it until now before they brought it out and worked on it more. But they pushed it, fixed it in post, players will play it. And then players are, are leaving them in droves. And now they're wondering, fuck, how do we uh, get them back? And unfortunately, a new scoreboard isn't going to get people back. Nope. So, Call of Duty doing this is going to be good. People will bitch, oh, I have got Call of Duty to play, but it's like, we do. It's called Call of Duty whatever it was last time. Just go back and play that, fuckwit. Don't bitch about it, and when the next game comes out, it'll be blowing your dick off. Probably in in game as well because of the uh, the new physics and engines and shit that they'll add and new mechanics that they were able to add because they had more time rather than brush it uh, I'm going to shut up now and let you carry on Dom okay so this is announced towards the end of February uh, Bethesda is to retire its own game launcher which will be I think it's Beth.net I think yeah so Bethesda.net has been around since 2006 in, I believe, and it basically serves as a place for players to purchase and launch games made by the publisher. Although, come the beginning of April, uh, the Bethesda.net launcher will be coming to a close. So, those people who actually have games on the Bethesda launcher um, need not worry because they're allowing you to migrate your Bethesda wallet and all your game accounts over to Steam. It also includes your saves as well. well so, this is pretty good. The only game that is affected by this change, I believe, is Elder Scrolls Online. Because everything's saved on the servers, not on... Yeah, it's on the server. Yeah. So, It'd just be your login that you'd have to migrate. Yeah, so the migration to Steam will include your game library and wallet, so there's nothing should be lost with the launcher's retirement in end of end of March. There'll be the outlying odd few that have had real trouble migrating, but apart from that, I, it'll be quite a smooth transition. Steam don't want to alienate new customers no uh even though even though the bethesda.net launcher will be going offline the accounts associated with bethesda will still remain active mm -hmm. although some games may still require you to log in for save files in game cosmetics or to your mod library etc yeah. but beyond that it's going to be a streamlined process that's not too bad it's kind of like when um activision Blizzard, they removed Destiny 2 from the Activision Blizzard Battle.net mm -hmm. uh, and they migrated that to Steam. That was actually really easy to do. It's like signing on Steam. It's like, here you go, here's a copy of Destiny 2 on us because you're coming to us from uh, Activision Blizzard. I'm like, okay, thank you. So I do have Destiny 2 on Steam and on PC for free, basically, because I bought it dirt cheap ages ago. So and it was it was actually really simple. It was just like, hey, I'll just go through this link, click on this link, put your game key in here, put your account details in here, and then it's like, okay, we've linked these accounts. You now have that game on this on Steam. Ta -da. So while the process of transfer of the games from from both to Steam will begin in early May, uh, the launcher will no longer work in May, I believe. Yeah. You can you still access to, you can still retain access to these games and migrate them at any time, so there's no deadline to migrate your games. It just you won't be able to launch them through the launcher. Yeah, it'll probably just go, hey, you need to uh, migrate these. 
Yeah. So as I said, say it's got in game currency in progress is being transferred over. That also applies to Fallout 76 seasonal model. We'll be also able to transfer to Steam as well. The only exception currently is Wolfenstein Youngblood. It's currently unavailable to transfer at this time, which they are currently working on. Yeah, it probably sounds like a compatibility issue more than anything. Yeah. Because it is meant to be like a co-op game. So yeah. it might be the online features that are causing them a bit of jip. Yeah, but beyond those little mini hurdles it should be a smooth transition so mm-hmm. so uh moving on we have to kind of touch on the current world events uh so vladimir putin decided hey wouldn't it be great if russia invaded ukraine and the rest of the world like no no it wouldn't and now like currently the russian forces are pushing into ukraine and the ukrainians are uh, ukrainians are fighting back uh and it's a scary time over there for those guys and like the un and all the different countries are sanctioning them on like business accounts and stuff like that they can't do anything um like have accounts here in the uk and stuff like that they're just frozen until this is sorted um and the ukrainians have reached out especially i think it was the deputy prime minister of the ukraine it was like, hey, uh, Microsoft, Sony, can you um, stop supporting Russian markets and uh, put a temporary ban on all Russian players from your platforms until this is uh, concluded? And they're not like the first people that have been either asked or taking action. Whether well, I don't know at the moment whether Sony and Microsoft are taking action against it, but people like Apple... Uh, Twitch TV are stopping paying out Russian streamers, which if it's their only source of income, that is bad. But then again, mm-hmm. it's necessary because we're technically putting them in siege. Yeah. Uh, so Coca-Cola. Yep. Yeah, uh, Netflix. Uh, there was a list I saw earlier about like, all, all the people who are pulling out their support for them. And it's quite mm-hmm. a list. It is quite a list of... Uh, People are going, we're not dealing with you until you stop doing this. Because it's unsanctioned. It's um, definitely NATO are saying no. The UN is saying no. The world's saying no. And Putin's going, yes. And until he realizes that it's a bad idea, maybe he should stop and apologize and pull out and start reparating Ukraine for all the problems he's caused. Um, the, the rest of the world are going to cause problems for the Russian people. And while that is a shitty thing to do, us causing problems to the Russian people, it also then spurs them into action to maybe sorting out their dictator, who is causing a lot of problems. Um, who is Because hmm, he's, he's not uh, governmentally elected, because he's been in past any term of any uh, president of that country should be. He kind of just went, fuck you, I'm staying in, no one can stop me. And nobody has. Mm-hmm. So until that's resolved, um, they're going to be losing a lot of like streaming services. I think Disney's pulling out as well. Probably. Uh, so there's there's like some big hitters that are saying "fuck you, Russia, no." And yeah, like I said, it's it's bad if you are in Russia and you are being um, affected by this. We are sorry that this is happening to you, but then again, your government has caused this Wake problem. The fuck up. <laughs> yeah, you guys need to sort this shit out. 
because at the moment the UN and NATO are just telling you no or telling Putin no and he's not listening so if it becomes a problem then you guys could get invaded by the rest of the world and that's not going to be a pretty sight so yeah it's alright to bitch on social media that it's you've not done anything but it's affecting you but you're not also then helping yourselves with this and I can sit on my big pearly throne and say, oh, 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 you dumb fuck. But it's no. It's literally that change is affected by people. You can't just sit there and go, well, you should stop doing this. But I don't know. I can't really get into this because this is all politics and shit. And we don't talk about politics and shit that much. But I needed to put the elephant in the room um, out there and then talk about it so we could say about these next couple of topics. Um, because... Yeah, it has to be addressed. It's like COVID had to be addressed. Um, and we needed to be like, hey, this is fucking bad. Um, but if you want it to stop, especially Russians, if you want all this shit to stop that's causing you personal problems, then maybe you need to look at your leader and ask him to stop. And if enough of you do it, I don't think he's got enough prisons for you all. And he's just mm -hmm. going to cause more problems if he tries to bloody do that. It'll get to a point where the power of the people will be greater than his personal force of will. Because that's how you remove a dictator. You basically have to rise up. And I know I might get fucking targeted for citing this sort of stuff, but to help yourself, you sometimes have to make tough choices. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But also, is this the Putin thing? Yeah, this is the Putin thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've only got themselves to blame. Uh, well, if that, uh, the system get this bad, it would be happening. But the, that's the thing. It's like as as much as they want us to interfere and the rest of the world to interfere, it's like, well, the, there's been six thousand of you that tried to stop it, and you all got arrested. And it's like, well, there's a quite a significant population of Russia. If they were all pissed off and decided to go at him all at once, I don't think he can literally do that. And if he starts killing his own countrymen, then he's not going to last long in office. So you have the power there, people. It's time to rise up and sort that out. But, uh, okay, so we're going to move away from that because it's getting very political. We're going to stop that. Also, I'm going to say that it's rumoured the EA, of all people, fucking EA, are rumoured to be removing all russian teams from their sports games so any russian team in uh like fifa or any nhl or nba or anything like that that's all sports related they're going to be removed supposedly now we'd have to fact check that one for next time but that's interesting yeah mm. ea are like oh fuck no we don't want any of that so you know you're doing bad when even ea are like whoa because they'll fucking sell you a dead baby if they think they could make money off it. So, uh, alright, okay, let's get away from the series, go back to more standard gaming stuff. So, the Halo Infinite Season 2 uh, details got released in the last couple of days, uh, highlighting there's going to be a couple of new maps, going to be some more game modes, some more skins, uh, and it's going to drop in May. So I'll be a 37-year-old when that shit drops. Unfortunately, though, the co-op campaign has been delayed because they still need more time to work on it. 
and yeah, it's shitty. I'm really wanting to get in the co-op campaign stuff on that. I think it'd be great. I think the problem they've got mainly at the moment is it's a very big fucking map. Um, and I don't know if they're going to tether you together or if they're going to let you roam free and how many issues that cause on performance uh, and stuff like that. Um, online especially, I could imagine that'd be really bad if like one of you is at the beginning of the map and the other you use like at the far end of the other side. How would that affect if you're both like <laughs> causing shit at the same time? Um, I imagine that the reason it's taking so long is because there's never been an open world Halo game that's been this open world. You've literally played a Halo game in the past and while you have had choices to go around certain paths, you're always guided in like a massive corridor down to where you need to be. Whereas this is like, yeah, I don't want to attack that tower. I'm going to attack that tower in the fucking distance. And you go and attack that tower in the fucking distance. Because you, why not? Yeah, because <laughs> you can fucking do that. It doesn't matter what order you tackle shit in. I could literally play the entire game, do the mandatory first couple of missions, and then go, fuck it, I'm going to go around and collect every collectible I can collect because I now have an air vehicle for the rest of the game. And then come back and do the second mission. <laughs> you don't actually have to like worry about stuff like that because... It's based on the level settings of how like strong and thingy the uh, characters are. So that's why I love games that allow you to just go off and explore on your own. Hmm. But I love it like these open world games, especially say like uh, Fallout or Skyrim, for example. You can put the whole entire main campaign on hold, fuck around for hundreds of hours, then come back and yeah. be on God. I mean, that's what I did. Yeah. Uh, I literally went. And I had the weapon in my ear, which is like the the AI Cortana esque model uh, that you have in Halo Infinite. And she's like, "Hey, when you've got a second, do you want to check this out?" And then she's trying to guide me back to the main mission. I'm like, "No, not yet, not yet, not yet." And she's like, every half an hour in game, she's like, "Hey, do you want to check that out? Do you think?" No, not yet. But it was kind of like cool. Like it wasn't constant, but it was regular. But it was like every now and again, just nudge, nudge. Do you wanna? Do you wanna? And that was cool. I like that idea. It's so like less, less annoying than Navi from um, Zelda. Yeah, it it wasn't like every five minutes, like every half an hour in game. And if you're playing like three hours, so you get that what five times maybe four or five times. My math is wrong. Six times. Uh, you get in that session of her just going, "Hey, when you go a second, do you wanna check out this objective?" And tell you what the objective is, or "Hey, this." Thing needs looking at when you've got a second and i think the dialogue's a little bit different each time she asks you as well so there's multiple different ways of her nudging you into going to that thing so that's probably why the co-op campaign's been delayed because you would both have to go to main missions together you won't be able to just go off and like oh i'm doing mission three so i'm doing mission seven it's like no you've, you've got to be together on that so i imagine the reason why it's taking so long is they're still trying to figure out how to consolidate instances together. Yeah, how to guide you into that next co-op experience. So one of you could be collecting uh, things, and it's like maybe that's how they do it. It's like you, one of you is free roaming, the other one's just running down missions. But then when you get to that mission, it teleports the other person to you. Yeah, maybe or. Uh, 
kind of like a la Destiny style. If they go through a checkpoint, they it pings you over to it. Yeah, well, it's the same for the Halo yeah, games. Get... That's how it used to work. <laughs> yeah, if you get a look at the light to a boss room or something, it just pulls you over. Yeah, because that was a way of, of keeping you close together for instancing reasons and that. So I imagine there's going to be some kind of tether, maybe. You would get so far and then like you'd teleport to the person. Or the player would teleport back to you, maybe. I don't know. But it's how they work that out so it isn't annoying to people. And like it gives the people the freedom to explore if they want to. Um, but it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a struggle, I think. And that's probably why it got delayed, because they're still trying to make this work in a way that's pleasing but not annoying and functional, obviously. You want to be able to play the game from start to finish in co-op if you want. So, I mean, I, I'm all for them delaying it. I'm just, you know, they need to bring a bit more content out. At the moment, the mm. current content they've got going on is for Mark V Zeta helmet. So, my Mark V helmet is in the game again. Yay. But I'm only level 3, I need to be level 5. But the fucking daily missions haven't reset yet, so I can't get the next couple of missions to push me up the next couple of levels. Because they're all... You have to like earn those specific missions. And it, like it was basically a game of SWAT. But they call it Tactical Ops on this. So you got like no shields, uh, just your health bar, and no radar. And it's literally like, okay, you've been given a precision weapon. So like a pistol or the mangler, which apparently everybody... Was it the mauler? The mauler. The, no, I don't know which one it was now. But yeah, people get really like pissy about that gun. Because it's like a two-shot kill on the body. And it's a pistol. Or like the BR. So you get all like these guns and it's just like, okay, play SWAT basically. Uh, and I put a picture in gaming chat when I, I absolutely destroyed the shit out of them in BRs with it. Um, I think the opposition team got 29 kills and I personally got 22 on our team. So I was progressively uh, tying them for the lead or beating them on the lead just on my own. <laughs> and then my other teammate got 22 kills. So... Because we went down to two of us because the other two left and it didn't repopulate it like it does. Usually it's like drop out, drop in. Uh, but I think the game had gone too far in. And they just like, okay. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, co-op campaign. Oh, I got on a tangent. Co-op campaign, yeah, I don't mind them delaying it. I really don't mind them delaying it. Because it, you'd rather want it to come out polished than a shit show and broken. Because if it's a shit show and broken, you're going to kick off twice as hard that they didn't delay it. So, delay it, yep. bring it out perfect, everyone's happy. Okay, you've had to wait longer. Everyone's happy, though. You mean like Cyberpunk? Yeah. I mean, that's a year and a bit later on. I still have a mission I can't complete because it's fucked, and I don't know why. And I can't figure out why it's fucked. If I could figure out where I needed to go as well for that mission, I'm gonna have to look up a guide see if I can just like cheese it by going to the location that this enforcing it basically. Yeah, because literally the the direction I've got at the moment on that is read the text message you got sent, but I don't know who sent it and I don't know what the fucking text message is about. 
So the one I found that I thinks it doesn't give me any trigger to carry on the mission. So I'm like absolutely fucked. <laughs> Put so, all those where you've accidentally don't need to delete that fucking message, isn't it? Yeah, that's no, a thing. You, yeah. you can't delete them on, on Cyber. Oh, I can. If that was the case, I don't need that. Yeah, but there's like, I've got like 90 messages to go through. So it's just like, fuck. Can you sort them from most recent or? No, because I, I kind of gave up on that mission. I, I think what I did was, I think I save quitted on that mission. I'm thinking, oh, I'll pick it up next time. And then I came back next time and it was like, what was I Shit doing one. again? <laughs> and then <laughs> when I did something else, came back to that mission when I realized, oh yeah, I've still got this to do. And it's like, game goes, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't know either. And then we're both scratching our heads. It's like, well, there's a mission here somewhere. But I'm going to have to look up a walkthrough maybe and see if there is a walkthrough for that specific mission. Because there, I, there's got to be, yeah. And, and hopefully I can kind of find that text message slash trigger to carry on. Yeah. But it's just, it's yeah, it's just frustration. It's like, that's broken. Battlefield 2042 is fun, but a mess still. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's like how 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 can you expect people to like a game that isn't fully functional? Uh, and that's the thing with Halo Infinite. They brought it out. And it's like it's functional. It works. It's just missing these features. We are going to add those features in. So, like I said, I'm okay if they bring out cop campaign in six months' time, for instance, and it's golden. Whereas if they rush it out in July after they delayed it for like a month extra and it's not ready and it's still buggy, then that's that's a big what the fuck. Don't do that. Don't ever do that to games that are good. Halo Infinite is a functionally great game. It needs more content to it. Yes, I agree with that. But then it also needs to be polished content. You can't just slap a turd on it and go, look, here's more content because people are like, what the fuck's this turd? So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy with it being delayed. Speaking of potential turds and something that I've paid the uh, the price of entry because I do have a Series X, GTA V's Enhanced and Expanded Edition um, that's coming to SNX and PS5. Um, they've announced that it's coming out on the 14th, I think it was. I need to go to rockstarintel.com uh, for the full story because I can't quite remember. Uh, so it's coming out on the... Fuck. I think it's like the 14th of... Uh, I want to sneeze. 15th of March. So... There you go. Yeah, I could, I could feel it. Um, the Tuesday next week. Yeah, and the game size for it is uh, I think I, I mine for the story mode and online is eighty seven gigabytes on uh, Series X and S. Well, the the actual base game of GTA Five is like forty or fifty gigabytes on its own for current consoles, so that's not too bad. Um, if you are buying it on like now, if you pre order it now. Um, yet fifty percent off until June the fourteenth. So I paid seventeen pounds fifty, I think it was, uh, for the story mode and online. But 
PlayStation users are getting like a deal where they get online for free for so long. So they only paid like £9 for their version of the story mode. So not too bad. And it's going to like bump up to like £35 for the whole shit and shaboodle on Xbox. And then on uh, on PlayStation it'll be what? Uh, like 20 quid? Unless they then charge you for online again. But um, which, they might which they could do, yeah. But they said that it's going to have um, the ability to start from scratch with certain businesses, weapons, and vehicles. Um, if you wanted to do a do a do over, you can transfer your character across, like you did from 360 to Xbox One or PlayStation to PlayStation Four. Um, you can transfer your story mode saves from your xbox one or ps4 to ps5 and the series consoles if you want to do that uh it's going to be up to 60 fps uh frame rate at 4k uh with ray tracing and stuff so it's getting it's getting some good polish to it um but is that going to be enough for fans to really 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 bite the teeth into it? i bought it just because i'm going to be able to talk about it on the podcast when it comes out and go, yes, this is good, or yes, this is shit. I mean, although I don't have a Series X yet, or an S, I'm still on the with the next-gen version. It's still the same fucking game, just improved by graphics. Yeah, well, yeah. this expanded bit as well. It's like, what? what's the expanded? Are they adding extra missions? Well, uh, if you saw the, um, well, when they did the release of the uh, Xbox One version, the expanded thing was, oh, we've expanded it to Xbox One. It's more explosion. Like, well, they also added first person. Still got, still got fucking and first person. You still got Lester sitting in a glitch fucking chair in the um trailer. Yeah, mm. but yeah. I I think I'm gonna say this. Thing. If you are gonna get a Series X and S, and you are gonna play GTA Five online, but you don't have a Series X now, take advantage of it only being like seventeen pound fifty for the whole thing on Xbox and like a tenner on uh on PS Five, because. You've got it then, and you're not paying thirty five pounds. And if it isn't, um, and if it is good, and then they put it up full whack, you're like, "Fuck! Well, I don't really want to pay full whack for GTA again, but I still want to play with my mates who've got it." Uh, but then again, don't expect the world from this. Don't expect it to be a massive change from what you're already playing now. It's just going to look better. It's going to run smoother. It's, uh just gonna be a better experience i imagine but you'll probably have more experience if you had a 4k tv prefer. yeah well I, i'm like i said i've got it i'm gonna transfer my saves across but um how it happened and how it worked on xbox 360 as well when i transferred my saves across my save stayed on basically you're just copying a copy of your save to the next gen version server that's all you're doing so I would basically have two different universes. One where I can play with you guys still, and then my own next-gen server content stuff that I can carry on doing as well. Mm. So, um, it'd be cool then, because it means I could dick about with you guys on uh, the last-gen version, and then the next-gen version I can do a grind and earn the money. Because I think I've got like 6 million at the moment in the bank, which is not much. 
in GTA yeah. terms. Um, so to be able to, to not give a shit about money on GTA Online on the Xbox One version of it uh, and carry on playing the Xbox Series One with the goal of just earning money in the background until you guys either catch up or the next game comes out, it'd be cool. Um, but yeah, because I'm I'm hoping that they have announced that GTA Six is in the works. It is being worked on. They are developing it. It is a thing. That when they do that, they do like a, a GTA Online Two, or they expand gta online to make it have um like the new area and the old area as well and then give you an in-universe reason why you have to move to the new area and then maybe come back to the old area later that'd be cool mm. um like i said like the destiny 2 kind of model that they did in destiny 2 it's like you fly back to the Thing. This is all gone, by the way, because they d- they just don't let you do this anymore, because that story mode doesn't fucking exist anymore to the uh, to them. So you were literally flying back to the main hub area in Destiny, in Destiny Two, and it becomes under attack, and the armories get destroyed. So the only weapons you've got are the weapons you were carrying you for that mission, and they're not even the ones that you had at the end of Destiny if you played through Destiny properly. They were just like, here you are, here's some base weapons that are really good for this beginning bit but um they're gonna be horribly outdated once you get into the main area of the next bit and then they destroyed all of your weapons and armor and went well here's the reason why in game that we've done this um and we've reset your level to zero because of this and in gta they could have it that you are like the fib turn up for instance and ruin your properties raid all your properties seize all your assets you escape with a choice of a vehicle and a weapon um, and escape to the new se- like new area with a little bit of money and uh, an aim of rebuilding your empire. And then you have like a, maybe a 20 or 30 hour online story campaign of you building yourself back up to go back to uh, Los Santos and reclaim your own uh, businesses and that while still expanding into the new territory with your new businesses and your new missions and your new vehicles and your new weapons. I think that'd be cool. But I don't know. I feel like I have all these great ideas and I need to be like, hey, Rockstar. <laughs> Pardon me. Can, can you do this for GTA Online's like, next game? It's like Pokemon as well. Why haven't they had a Pokemon game that is all the areas? Good point, actually. They don't even have to make it 3D. They could go back to the original, like, sprite style. Have all 900 and fucking God knows how many there are Pokemon now. And literally just have all the different regions. It's like, okay, you finish this region, you fly to here. You finish this region, fly to here. And your Pokemon get, like, legacy levels or whatever then. So, you'll still grind the levels, but they are soft reset when you go to the next area and you really level to there sort of thing. I don't know. That's kind of harder because um, it's more of a location, whereas 
with DTA Online, like the new area and the old area, you could do a reset initial and give you the choice of like a vehicle, a gun, and uh, clothing that you're wearing, or the chance to change your clothing quickly, and then everything else is fucked, and you go to the new uh, area and rebuild. But, yeah, that, that's my opinion on that, and that's my reasoning on that. It probably won't work like that. It'll be like, okay, there's no do thing, it's just done. But, um, yeah, I think we're nearly done. There's one more thing. So, when the Nintendo Switch OLED model came out about six months ago, uh, YouTuber Wolfden got one, uh, and I think he took a screenshot of uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild inside a shrine with lots of bright lights and stuff, and mm-hmm. he left that image on and had it on pl- always powered, so it never lost any power. And for the last six months, that image has been displayed on his Nintendo Switch OLED for however long it's been. So it's like 1,600 hours, I think it is. 1,600 hours it works out to this last six months. And he's only just seeing slight burn-in on the uh, OLED um, display now. And It's impressive. Yeah. So that was like a main concern with the OLED panels was that they were going to have screen burn and it was going to cause problems for playing games because you get like ghosting where you see the image of another game or another thing on that. And he said that literally you would have to play the game on max brightness with one element constantly on screen for six months solid to even do partially any damage. And then he says that there's also a mode where you can negative um, all of your stuff and that would technically undo it because then it would just give you the dark pixels back and then remove that ghosting so it can be fixed uh by just like inverting the colors and stuff so props to nintendo for making a very fucking robust console mm-hmm. that is it's like yeah it's crazy and he says but this was like you could barely see it on the video and you could barely like tell it was there but it was like that's taken six months constantly being plugged in and sat displaying in handheld mode while uh, with no no dimming, no timeout or anything. And it's like, you aren't personally going to ever do that. Play six on straight, yeah. Yeah. You're never going to be able to rack that time up with that kind of screen burn. So... It's like he said, it's like if you played nothing but Zelda Breath of the Wild for like nine years straight, then maybe the HUD element would be burned in at the top. Maybe, he said, but it's like it's not guaranteed that that would be a thing. But even then, it's like you'd have to play for nine years straight every day, like six, seven hours on max brightness, and it has to be the same game, so. It, it doesn't work. It You can't have that work uh, and, and cause that problem. So that's great. So, yeah, that's disproved the, the problems with the Nintendo Switch OLED and the, the, the burn-in that people said it would have. So, um, I think that's it. We got anything else or are we, are we done, Zoe? I think we're done, Zoe. All right. 
Go on, Adolf, uh, bring it on home. Okay, so if if you want to contact us, you have numerous avenues open to you. If you want to message of us, of us personally, you can reach us on Twitter. You can reach me at Dolphin Rapture. Uh, or entertain most questions except religious, political, and racial. Uh, you can reach Bob at Rachy underscore Coop on Twitter as well. Again, same kind of questions. Uh, you can reach Loz again on Twitter, LozG1985, however you may find that name. You can also, which was we did announce um, last podcast, we now actually have our own dedicated Twitter. Do you need me to read that out, or have you remembered it? I've got it. It's uh, large S, small I, large P, then all our case podcast crew. Uh, also, if you're listening to us through the Anchor app, you can send us a voicemail or a voice message even. It's completely free, so if you're also thinking of starting up your own podcast, it's relatively easy. Just sit down, chat bollocks like we do. We just we just tend to wing it. And you just say it to your system, press a few buttons, bish bash bosh, it pushes out all the podcast channels out there, so like Spotify, Apple Podcasts. There's others I'm forgetting. But yeah, pretty much every podcast system out there. I think we are currently... Uh, I can have a look. Nine platforms. Should I tell you what they are? Well, you got... I know you got Spotify and... Um... Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, CastBox, PocketCast, Radio Public, Stitcher, Podbean, and also Spotify, which is part of uh, Anchor these days. So yeah, well, Anchor's part of Spotify, should I say. So, nine platforms. Yeah. So, we've been doing, as we said at the start, we've been doing this for four years. It's just something we just start to do. And it, we honestly, I don't think we honestly think we'd actually last for four years, though, did we? Yeah, and the fact that episode 100 is two weeks away and I have nothing planned is is great. <laughs> it's a fucking milestone now, as well, though. Like I said, exactly. there's only... <laughs> Christ. It's hard to believe it's been a hun- nearly 100 it's it's crazy. I can't believe I've been doing this for four years. I've been doing uh, streaming for like six, seven. That's the, like I said, it's a scary concept. Podcasting for four years. You know, there's other podcasters out that have been doing it for a lot longer than we have. But since we're only really just a small channel with just some friends who talk bollocks and it's just gone mm. from there. And the it's fact gone... that people are listening outside of our friend group, you guys are awesome, for one. Mm. Uh, and two, we hope that you will carry on listening to us. And if you like us, tell your friends, because the more yeah. people that hear us, the better stuff we get to do. And then maybe we get a sponsorship, and we can like throw better equipment at people so their quality improves, and we can have it so that I'm not always recording and editing and stuff. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, we've also got one last thing as well. So Spotify. Have recently added into their podcast integration a way for us to leave at the bottom of the podcast a question. So, and this was from Dolph, and I agree with this one. So, uh, the question this week from uh, for the Spotify listeners: Are you happy with three four three industries delaying the cult campaign for Halo Infinite? You already heard my thoughts on it, uh, and Dolph's. Yep. So, if you guys agree or disagree with us, please let us know and why you think that. And we can have that as a discussion in next 
podcast as a topic, as a follow-up. Um, it'll, make, it'll make a nice um, topic to chat about for i 100 podcast as well. Yep, let me just, by the way, I'm just having a quick look on the Anchor app on my phone, because I can see the spot, uh, the question bits for the thingy. We've had no replies, unfortunately, for the scale-bound resuming development, and uh, mm-hmm. the mobile port of GTA 5 had no questions on that one either, so... We would like you guys to reach out to us and give us questions or at least, you know, give us some kind of feedback. That'd be great because the only ones I'm getting so far is, oh, I listen to your thing on the way to work when they're people I know from the pub <laughs> and they think it's all yeah. right. That's, that's all I'm getting. I'm getting like physical feedback. I need internet feedback. Damn it. <laughs> so everyone else can understand and know that they're doing well because me telling them it's okay and we're doing okay is all right, but if you tell them yourself through the medium of the internet, it's going to make these guys feel better about themselves than we're not just flogging ourselves into the void for nothing. So please let my guys know as well, not just me. So uh, we'll wrap that up then. So this has been episode 99. 99? Who'd have thought we'd have done 99 fucking episodes? But here we are. Actually, we've already done over 100, if you think about it, because we've had supplemental episodes as well. Oh, yeah. We get um what like a three point five was it when you was uh, on Well, we had the um we had that special one, didn't we? The catch up episode. But we actually actually no, okay, that was actually labelled as episode ninety. So, uh, but there was an audio test. And there was a point zero, a, mm-hmm. f- a five point five. Um, you've always got the intro one. I was, I was so yeah, the intro one you did. But that that's more that's not actually counted as an episode. That's no, like a, it, had the, it had the intro one with the um the teaspoon in the sink. Uh, yeah. So that <clears throat> so we're technically on our hundred now over just now. But the next official dated, timed, dotted, fucking lined version will be a hundred episode one hundred proper. Which would be the end of the which would be the end of the month actually, wouldn't it? Thirtieth. No, but yeah, no, yeah, well, yeah. will it? No, 14. 23rd, yeah. I'm so used to the three weeks thing, I have a calendar on my computer. Well, it's the 23rd, unless complications arise. Yes, okay, hopefully, it'll be by the end of the month. Yes, hopefully, we'll have this done by the end of the month. Episode 100 will come out by the end of March. Uh, and then the start of season four. <laughs> yep. And then I've got to remember we're in season four. I'm gonna to have to like write episode 100. Season four starts here. But um, we're gonna wrap this up now because we've hit an hour and twenty minutes. You were almost bang on, Dolph. That's saying it took an hour and a half. Yeah. For this podcast, was- you let me ramble. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Go on, Dolph. Yeah, but not too. I say I let you ramble, but not too much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to once again thank Dolph, Bob, and Sparks for uh turning up as usual, and putting their input in where they needed to, and listen to me ramble where they didn't. And you guys who are listening as well, thank you too for your uh, efforts in listening to me for this long. Yeah, indeed. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll be back 
next time for episode 100 of the Spawns and Pajamas podcast. And we leave you now on episode 99 saying goodbye. Bye. Bye.